The man sitting in the restaurant with his family had a name familiar to most everyone in America with a television or an internet connection, but virtually no one recognized him by sight, mainly because he went out of his way to keep a low profile. And this was why he found it so damn peculiar that the twitchy man on the sidewalk kept staring at him. Scott Hagen was a commander in the U.S. Navy, which certainly did not make one famous. But he had earned his notoriety as the captain of the guided missile destroyer that, according to many in the media, almost single-handedly won one of the largest sea battles since the Second World War. The naval engagement with the United States and Poland on one side and the Russian Federation on the other had taken place just seven months earlier in the Baltic Sea and while it had garnered the name Commander Scott Hagen significant recognition at the time, Hagen had conducted no media interviews, and the only image used of him in the press featured him standing proudly in his dress blues with his commander white officer hat on his head. Right now, in contrast, Hagen wore a T-shirt and flip-flops, cargo shorts, and a couple days' stubble on his face, and no one in the world, Certainly no one in this outdoor Mexican cafe in New Jersey could possibly associate him with that Department of the Navy distributed photo. So why, he wondered, was the dude with the creepy eyes and the bowl cut standing in the dark next to the bicycle rack, constantly glancing his way? This was a college town. The guy was college-aged, and he looked like he could have been drunk. He wore a polo shirt and jeans, he held a beer can in one hand and a cell phone in the other, and it seemed to Hagen that about twice a minute he glared across the lighted patio full of diners and over to Hagen's table. The commander wasn't worried, really. More curious. He was here with his family, and his sister's family, eight in all, and everyone else at the table kept talking and eating chips and guacamole while they waited for their entrees. The kids had soft drinks, while Hagen's wife, his sister, and his brother-in-law downed margaritas. Hagen himself was sticking with soda because it was his night to drive the clan around in the rented van. They were here in town for a club soccer tournament. Hagen's seventeen-year-old nephew was a star keeper for his high school team, and the finals were the following afternoon. Tomorrow Scott's wife would drive the rental so her husband could tip back some cold brews at a restaurant after the match. Hagen ate another chip and told himself the drunk goofball was nothing to worry about, and he looked back to the table full of his family. There were many costs associated with military service, but none of them were more important than time, the time away from family. None of the birthdays or holidays or weddings or funerals that were missed could ever be replaced in the lives of those who served. Like many men and women in the military, Commander Scott Hagen didn't see enough of his family these days. It was part of the job, and the times he could get away, get his own kids someplace with their cousins, were few and far between, so he knew to appreciate this night, especially since it had been such a tough year. After the battle in the Baltic and the slow sail of his crippled vessel back across the Atlantic, he'd put the USS James Greer in dry dock in Norfolk, Virginia, to undergo six months of repairs. Hagen was still the officer in command of the Greer, so Norfolk was home for now. Many in the Navy thought dry dock was the toughest deployment because there was a lot of work to do on board, 
Ships did not regularly run their air conditioners, and many other creature comforts were missing. But Scott Hagen would never make that claim. He'd seen war up close. He'd lost men. And while he and his ship had come out the unquestionable victors, the experience of war was nothing to envy, even for the victorious. Russia was quiet now, more or less. Yes, they still controlled a significant portion of Ukraine, but the Bore-class nuclear sub they'd sent to patrol off the coast of the United States had allowed itself to be seen and photographed north of the coast of Scotland on its return voyage to port in Seda Inlet, north of the Arctic Circle. And the Russian troops that had rolled into Lithuania had since rolled back over Russia's border to the west and to the Belarusian border to the east ending the attack on the tiny Baltic nation. The Russians had been embarrassed by their defeat in the Baltic, and it would certainly surprise everyone in this outdoor Mexican restaurant in New Jersey to know that the average-looking dad sitting at the big table under the umbrellas had played a big part in that. Hagen was fine with the anonymity. The 44-year-old was a pretty low-profile guy anyway. He didn't hang out with his family in his uniform and regale them with tales of combat on the high seas. No. Right now he goofed off with his kids and his nephews, and he joked with his wife that if he ate any more chips and guacamole before dinner, he'd sleep in tomorrow and miss game time. He and his wife laughed, and then his brother-in-law, Alan, got his attention. Hey, Scotty, do you know that guy over there on the sidewalk? Hagen shook his head. No, but he's been eyeing this table for the past few minutes. Alan said, any chance he served under you or something? Hagen looked back. 